I'm going to figure out a different way to do it. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, everybody. I'm Kai Rizdal. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. It is Friday, 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 the 18th of August, 2023. Indeed. Friday. And I know a right. in That's for Kimberly right. Adams. It's good to be here with all of you and, and the happy hour. And as you guys call it, Economics on Tap. I'm very excited. We, we do call it that. You know yes. why? Because it's our podcast, Nova, and we can do whatever we want. I love the rules. Uh, so, th- that's right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, the way things go on a Friday, Nova, is that uh, the, uh, the hosts in question, whoever they are, whether it's me and Kimberly or somebody else, uh, talk briefly about what we're drinking, uh, and then we do a little news, and then um, we get to half full, half Andrew Drew. So, I, just because I'll go first... Uh, I'm drinking a Stone IPA called FML. You can take that however you want. Stone likes to call it Fear Movie Lines. It's based on that three-letter identifier thing that they worked out for every uh, point on this planet, which I think is kind of cool. Look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about, or we'll put it on the show page. Uh, anyway, it's a double IPA, about uh, 9% ABV, so 8.5% ABV. So I'll be feeling all right in about 20 minutes because <laughs> I had yogurt for lunch uh, and a piece of bread for for breakfast this morning and I ran six miles in the hills so you know there's not a lot going on internally with me all right anyway uh anyway what are you drinking so I I just checked the alcohol content because I'd yeah, forgotten what? to do that and it's 18 and a half percent oh my god what are you drinking so this is a uh Lustau Amontillado Los Arcos uh dry sherry I don't know if you guys can see it. Wow. Recommended by... The cask by... of Amontillado. Is that right? right? Isn't that the, the Dumas yeah, novel, right? Like the count... The, yeah, something It is like Spanish, that, right? so that's what I know. Yeah. Um, and it was recommended by the LA Times. Shout out to them. And nice. I'm drinking it because sherry. You know, if we work in radio, we have to drink sherry because... Do you know why? I don't know why. You've oh, lost me. Fraser Crane. I every love time, Frazier. Every oh time my his God, brother, Frazier, of course. Yes, every time his brother comes in, he goes, Sherry, Niles, Sherry. Of course. Look, I'm uh, so a I huge Frazier Green fan. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Good so for you. I got my Sherry here for my that is awesome. Friday. That is awesome. So, so let me take a quick pass through uh, the comments on uh, the live stream. Uh, let's see. Alan Pipes is having some carbonated water. You got lots to do. I totally get that. Uh, Ryan Coleman, FML indeed, Kai. Yes, it is, pal. Yes, it is. Uh, Robert Cox says, I need to try the new Voodoo Ranger. I, yeah, I've tried it. I don't really like it. Melissa McCarty drinking a gin gimlet. Debbie Donovan says, how fun to see Nova on screen. Oh, thank you, Debbie. Uh, let's see. There's some coffees out there. She also uh, said, Sherry, very sophisticated. You missed that part. Yes, yeah, she did. She said, Nova is a man <laughs> after my heart. There you go. So you're, you're sucking up to the live stream already. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway. Oh, Carl Strauss. Very good brewery. Very good brewery down in San Diego. Oktoberfest. Truly wild berry with a shot of bourbon for Ryan Simmons. Anyway, there's a lot going on. A lot yeah. going on. Oh, Mary Lynn Baker, Cheerwine. Mary Lynn, did you hear me and David Gurr talking about Cheerwine when I went to North Carolina to work with him? That was a, that was a fun little episode. Fun little episode. Uh, anyway, I don't quite understand Cheerwine and what it's supposed to be. Uh, we will do some news, and then Drew will be here, or at least I think it's going to be Drew, because, uh, you know, I didn't read the rundown first. It's true. Um, it's true. Okay, good. It's, you know, it's always easier when I don't read the rundown. Sorry again, Marissa. Um, um, but uh, why don't you start with the news, and then I'll, uh, I'll bring up the tail end. How about that? Sure. Uh, you know, I picked a couple of items today that I think, you know, kind of didn't get a lot of play the last week or so. Um, and, but they're very, very important, and they both have to do with uh, streaming television and kind of the turmoil happening in the entertainment industry. Uh, the yep. first one 
fascinating item brought by CNN because they have the Nielsen data. And they found out that for the first time in July, cable and broadcast television, fewer people watch those than they watch streaming television. Hmm. Or actually, no, that's wrong. Uh, it, it was below 50% for cable and broadcast together. And it's never been that low before in terms of total audience hmm. viewing. So it's a milestone and it shows that, um, you know, there's that major shift happening. In fact, broadcast TV, 20% of the audience for the month of July, 20% is broadcast television. That's astonishingly low. Um, so, so, so let me ask you something else, Nova. Yeah. Because I saw this item earlier this week, and I and I elected to go sideways with it, mm-hmm. which was another item in that story about streaming that I yeah. saw in the Wall Street Journal based on this Nielsen data. Did you see the story about? Did you see the 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 thing about Suits, the Meghan I Markle did. dramedy? Okay, first of all, eighteen billion minutes in the month of July, which oh my god, yeah, but. Why is that the number one show on Netflix in the United States in the month of July here in the year 2023? I just don't get it. It's I a really dumb understand. show, by the way. <laughs> uh, look, I, uh, your lips to God's ears, pal. What can I tell it's, you? It's really dumb. Um, and if you watch, yeah. if you binge it, they say the same things over and over. My favorite line, it's actually a great drinking game if, if anybody's binging it. Every time they say, we're done. You and I, we're done. <laughs> like you take yeah. a sip. You'll be drunk very quickly. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I did notice that. And the second most popular was another former, uh, linear TV show. And that one was a kid's show called Bluey. Oh, Bluey. Which, yeah, yeah. Which was produced by Australian broadcasting company and BBC and licensed to Disney plus. So very interesting that the streamers are picking up steam, but they're doing so, at least for the time being in the summer when it's the doldrums and we have a strike. Um, They're doing it with old-fashioned linear television shows. I think that's kind of interesting. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. So that's the big Uh, one. Ryan Ryan Coleman points out uh, in the live chat, Kai, in all caps, he says, Uh it's because they are sitting on new shows as long as they can because this strike will never end, which, (laughs) you know... Might not Maybe. be wrong. I Maybe don't. that's the strategy. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I don't Ooh, know. A lot I, of a lot of bluey love. Sorry. A lot yeah, of bluey I love bet. going on here. Apparently that's Holy just cow. really popular. So yeah. I'd never even heard of it, had you? Wow. No. Yeah. No, but what do I know? I don't know. What do I know? All right. Uh, do you have another one? Yeah. You want to talk about the strike? Or yeah, no? yeah. So okay, let's talk ahead. about the strike because uh another item that at least I admit I missed this. There are it's not a strike for everybody. Um, There are exceptions, these things called interim agreements with independent production companies that are allowing kind of the smaller or at least independently produced films to go ahead if they agree to basically all of SAG-AFTRA's demands. And by the way, we should point out we are SAG-AFTRA. We're a bargaining unit, not involved in this in any way, but we are a bargaining unit of SAG-AFTRA. So... Yeah, uh, they agreed to the 11% higher wages, the residuals from streaming. So if these movies that they're making end up on the streaming services anyway, they'd have to honor that contract. So it's very interesting that there is a subset of Hollywood that just wants to get on with it and get continue with business. And they're willing to agree to these terms. Yeah. yeah, there is a little bit of business being done, but the the reach of this strike is is broad and wind, widening. Mm-hmm. And and Ryan Coleman in the chat might be right. It might it might go on much longer. It's already hit a hundred days, as we all know, because we heard the stories when it hit a hundred days, which was as long as the last one was. So yeah, 
Yeah. One thing know. to keep in mind, though, and, and you, in, in terms of broadening, very true, because yeah. uh, the, the Writers Guild of, uh, went to the SAG-AFTRA folks and said, hey, wait a minute. Some of these right. shows that you've given interim agreements to are actually, uh, you know, we're striking against from the writer's side. So SAG-AFTRA modified the rules four days ago, said no more interim agreements if the writers are on strike on that particular whatever it is. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. They, uh, totally. But so far, something like 200 productions are moving forward. Which, which is good. Not a small which number. Not a small number. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, uh, just l- let me break the fourth wall a little bit. So, usually what happens on any given day on this podcast is that uh, uh, whoever the hosts are, whether it's me and Kimberly or Kimberly and somebody or me and somebody, is during the course of the day, <clears throat> excuse me, we look for news stories and we throw them in a rundown. And then we talk about them. And Nova, being the good guy that he is, did what he's supposed to do because he's uh, a guest and wants to impress the locals and, you know, uh, went out and found some news items and uh, put them in the rundown. Yeah. I, on the other hand, because I am a jaded old fart, uh, <laughs> did not because I'm just having one of those days. So I'm just going to kind of wing it here. And I will offer yeah. two thoughts, one of which is depressing and the other one of which is inspirational. So. Uh, number one, and and the the a little bit depressing one is that uh, I was on my way home from the grocery store just now buying uh, my beer, um, and I heard Mary Louise Kelly talking to, um, well, whoever the hell it was, on All Things Considered, about the grand jurors in Georgia and how Georgia law requires that their names be on the indictment, and so be it, that's Georgia law. Uh, but it it drives me to despair that we are unable to protect ourselves from what we can all see is coming as these indictments and as this court case and as this election heats up, which is more vitriol, more ad hominem attacks, and more performative, um, uh, well, I can't say this because it'll get us the the E thing that Bridget and Marissa hate, but BS. about what is going on out there. And I just, I honestly just wish more of us could speak the truth on our platforms, which I try to do, because um, this matters and it's important and I hate to be a downer. All right, enough of that. That's the end of that one. Uh, here's my item number two, and it's really super inspirational. I am, as this podcast knows, uh, a soccer fan. And I will be up at whatever the hell hour it is on Sunday morning LA time to watch the women's world cup final. And I, as I think I've said on this podcast before, I'm a soccer referee. I do high school and college. Uh, and so I, when I watch these games, I watch the game of course, but I also watch the referee to see what the referee is doing because I, I like to learn from their positioning. These are very experienced people and, and they know what they're doing. They're the best in the world because they're refereeing at the world cup. Uh, the referee for the women's world cup final is for the first time ever going to be an American woman. Her name is Tori Penso. Uh, and I just think it's amazingly cool that an American woman is at the middle of the most ins- important soccer game on the planet this year. That and, is very that's cool. It. That's I what did I got. Not know. I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah, there will be an all-American referee crew. Uh, wow. and, it's, and it's great. And it's great. So that's it. I think that's cool. I wonder how many future soccer players are getting formed during this tournament. I hope a lot. Yeah, I hope a lot. And, and so. look, this is a this has gotten a, a lot of attention. Yeah, this is a lousy thing to say, but you'll understand why I'm saying it in a minute. It's actually this is so Tori Penso, an American woman, being able to referee a semifinal, which she did, and now also the final, 
is a direct result of the American women's soccer team, the national soccer team, going out early because the way FIFA does it is they don't want any any appearance of impropriety or or conflict of interest. So if your team is advancing into the tournament, those team the those that country's referees get excluded from refereeing consequential matches. So because the American women's soccer team is so good, American referees have not been able to advance in that tournament and do the big games. And now Tory and other American referees are getting to do it. And I think that's really cool. That's what I got. It's really great. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, oh, look at this. Tim Anderson. She and I are alumni from the graduate program at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland. Different years, though. Yeah. So I hear that. All right. That's it for the news. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a round of half full and a half empty. Told you, Nova, that this was a little loosey-goosey. All right, time to play Half Full, Half Empty. It is our game uh, where Nova and I weigh in on thoughts that Drew Jostad throws to us. Uh, Here we go. Fellow Case Western Reserve alumni, Drew Jostad. Is that right? Yeah. Really? That's true, yeah. Did you know Tori Penso? You guys are about the same age. Um, Did he say graduate school? No, he just said, well, I think they went to Case Western. I don't know. I'll scroll back. No. All right. No, I don't. So I did same, not recognize same graduate name. program. Sorry. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I was. Her, under- na- her, her name technically is Mary Victoria Penso, but anyway, whatever. Would have been my undergrad, but anyway. Uh-huh. Are you half full or half empty on beer made from purified wastewater? Oh, oh man. So the- Nova, really? So this is a story I did. Uh, it's an interview I did. Uh, that if I could just give the shout out here. So, all right. I'm going to break the fourth wall once again because what the hell? We got nothing but time. So every day on Marketplace, the news hole is tw- uh, the the content uh, hole is 28 minutes and 45 seconds. That's how long the show runs. Of that content is 22-ish minutes, and sometimes we have stuff in the can that we can run, and sometimes we have to do same day interviews that we have to turn around in a big hurry. And our intern, uh, her name is Sophia Terenzio, for her very first interview that she uh, produced of mine produced an interview about uh, a brewery in Northern California making beer out of gray water, which is uh, not toilet water, but shower and sink runoff Mm -hmm. that has been purified and cleaned uh, in an effort to increase sustainability. Because as I learned in this interview, it takes 10 gallons of water to make a gallon of beer, which makes me feel a little bit bad, but not enough to not drink beer. Anyway, (laughs) so so, Sophia did this interview. We turned around, ran it same day, um, and the gist is that if we want to keep making beer in particularly the Southwest United States where water is scarce, we're going to have to figure out a new way to do it and maybe gray water is a way. So I did this interview with uh, Devil's Canyon Brewery up in San Carlos, California, which is in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, and I think, I think I'm half full. I would, I would at least try it. How about that? I would at least try it. No way. <laughs> really? That's really? A, that's an immediate. Do you no. hate the planet? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do if I have okay. to drink drink. If I have to drink oh, gray water, then God. yes. <laughs> have a sip so of sherry, Nola. You know, come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, just just the, maybe if they called it something other than gray water, you know, maybe it's a marketing uh, better thing. Than, better than better than sewage. Yeah, maybe you should call it pre-used purified. <laughs> 
pre-used. Gently yes. used purified water. Oh, um, my God. Maybe that'll work. All right. Well, I'm, I'm full. Nova's empty. Drew, what else oh, yeah. you got? Okay, PayPal <laughs> has announced it is launching a stable coin called PayPal USD. Are you half full or half empty? Nova, do you have thoughts? Well, I have thoughts. What, what do you do with it? <laughs> right, that right, you can't right, or, right, right. That you can't right. already do right. on PayPal. Half full, uh, half empty. Forget it. Forget it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Look, I think, you know, uh, I, I believe that crypto and, and these coins will somehow eventually be real money, Makes but sense. they are not yet. Yeah. A- and until it is a, a, until there is proof of concept in which you can actually use it in a real way, and I'm not talking about being able to use Bitcoin to buy a donut in Brooklyn, <laughs> then uh, I, I'm half empty on all this stuff. Of we're, course, if you did so try to... Far away. If you did try to use a Bitcoin to buy a donut in Brooklyn, you'd have to wait 15 minutes for that transaction to clear. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a whole different thing, right? That's a whole different thing. So, oh uh, for those of you who do know, it, it takes a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. nah. Nah. All right, what else? The National Park Service is uh, opening a museum of the American economy in the first bank building in Philadelphia. The original bank. So this aired oh. today on Marketplace. The first bank building. It's actually a building uh, uh, built for the first bank in the United. The first bank of the United States, yeah. built in 1797. I learned today, uh, and it's an effort to be the first national museum of American economy and finance. Of course, Federal Reserve banks in the various regions have their own, and there's the National Mint and all that stuff. I think it's a cool idea. I think it's a cool idea. And, and honestly, just parenthetically, more people ought to know about the First Bank of the United States. I'm just saying. They should. And I'm totally half full on this. And I will add that it was a little bit ahead of its time because Congress let it expire, the charter for mm-hmm. the bank. And, uh, right. you know, and uh, later on, right. we kind of recreated it, but in a more sophisticated way. Um, well, well, and in between, there was a second bank of the United States. Thank you, Andrew Jackson, yeah. which went nowhere. But that's, you know. There you go. And elsewhere in the history podcast, Drew, please I am save totally us from set, set to open in 2026. <laughs> so we'll yes, yeah, we'll mark our calendars. Uh, I'm looking yeah. for the, forward to the Broadway musical about that. Oh my God! Right. <laughs> the Amazon mobile app now Everybody includes AI-generated summaries of product reviews. Are you half full or half empty? So this is a story that Megan McCartney Carino did for us yesterday, Thursday, on Marketplace about uh, Amazon sort of using AI to collate all the product reviews, which, of course, we all know are genuine and real <laughs> on all online yes. sites, and Always. provide a, a paragraph summary. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure this is the best use of AI. I'm, I'm half empty. That's all I'm saying. I'm really torn. Because on really? the one... Yeah, because... Yes, it, it, this is still a buyer beware situation in that you have to realize that the reviews you're reading, you should do a little bit of homework and take it with a yes. grain of salt. But if there are 5,000 reviews and the AI is able to tease out some things and give you a nice, sim- you know, simplified paragraph, maybe that yeah. does actually serve a purpose. So this is very interesting. So to the to the YouTube uh, comments, Chuck Klein can. Klein Connect, I apologize, Chuck, says, saw one a little while ago. Uh, uh, oh, my God, I'm scrunched. Right. Saw one a little while ago. Hate to admit it, but it was helpful. 
Um, K. Gilbert, go. if it's actually accurate, if not empty, uh, well. there's another one. So, so uh, uh, Jin Peck, half full. I can read all the summaries anyway, but please get rid of the fake ones. The so, people are with me. I guess me, there's some Kai. love for this. Yeah. They, they, uh, okay. Well, so Nova, what's it been like hosting Because um, this will be your last time. I'm, I'm kidding. It has been a pleasure. Oh, you know, actually, I'm. You know, you guys should know. I'm sitting in Kai's studio, and you know what, Kai? This this chair is really comfy. I know. I could, I could get really I used. Know. I could get really Don't used get to this chair. Pal. So you know what's going to happen is I'm going to walk in Monday, and everything's going to be all foobar, and I'm going to be like, who the hell is in my studio? Exactly. And, and and as the engineers will tell you, every time I walk in and something's out of place, because look, I've been I've been doing this job for way too long. Every time something is out of place, I'm like, in my next contract, I'm going to demand my own studio. But anyway. Anyway. Well, it basically is. I mean, because this is where PM happens. This is where the big show uh, that happens. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Are we ready with the poll? Uh, okay. Poll. Yeah. So, oh, so this is the poll. So, uh, Nova, I don't know. Maybe you've listened back and listened to the Fridays. So, here we go. This is the last mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Um, all y'all get to vote half full, half empty. Drew's going to give the thing. Nova and I are going to kill about a minute just riffing on whatever it is that we can think of to talk about. Uh, and then we will share the results of the poll. Courtney or whoever is going to put it in the Slack because I have not yet figured out how to deal with this on the YouTube live stream. Um, and then we're going to share the results. So, uh, with that, Nova, make sure you don't tip your hand on what uh -huh. you think, because okay. as you know, the people are with you. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, autonomous delivery robot company Serve Robotics announced it had gone public. This story from Quartz. Are you half full or half empty on robot delivery? Wow. Hmm. It's a good, uh, it's a good one. All, all, you can just speak amorphously, pal. You cannot, you cannot actually comment. I've seen them. Does that? <laughs> I didn't, you know, sure. Yeah, uh, seen them around in certain neighborhoods, uh, not every neighborhood. I don't know how they decide which neighborhood and which not, but I've seen these little cart things going around on their own, right, in different right. places. And um, they seem so to, so. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I was, I was going to say I saw it around the UCLA area. I'm I'm wondering if it's just college kids, you know. Well, food. so that's very interesting. So I did an interview a number of weeks ago with a guy who started a company whose name I can't remember, sorry, uh, that deals, that, that started up, you know, these, these sort of autonomous delivery carts, right? So they're, hmm. they, they look like sort of little, little, sort, little red wagons, right? If you remember those from when you were a kid, little red wagons, except like on steroids, right? Yeah. And they have big wheels and they have an insulated compartment up top and they drive uh, apparently autonomously, although there are drivers who are connected to them via the internet. The reason I, I jumped on that is because you said you had seen them in the UCLA area. And yeah. in fact, the guy who started this company was at UCLA when he started the company. And now he works with a bunch of restaurants in and around LA. And I think there's one in Chicago. And I think he's got a pilot program in Houston where he's doing the same thing. And it's all about food delivery without getting more cars on the road, more pollution. And it's mm -hmm. sort of a sustainability play um, in, in an area which, as we all know, if you've used Grubhub or DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever, is booming. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I, got we the, see. I did get the impression that they can probably go short distances only because they go slowly from it, the ones I saw. Interesting you mentioned that. Interesting you mentioned that. Because this guy said, 
basically most of the so I so I went to an Indian restaurant in um, Santa Monica, and he said most deliveries are within two miles of that restaurant. So it's not like they're going to get on the four hundred five yeah. <laughs> and come bring you the food, right? They're going to go down, you know, whatever Lincoln or what have you, mm-hmm. uh, and get you your food within two miles. So so that is definitely part of it. I'm surprised Absolutely it's two miles. I mean, some of the, one, yeah. the ones I saw at the UCLA yeah. area, they were uh, really, you know, small carts and they were riding, they were actually on the sidewalk. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and if you go back and you, and you look, and we'll put this episode on the show page, but if you go back and, and listen to me driving one of those things, it's really not easy. I drove it into the bushes, let us just say. <laughs> let us just say. All right. Were you not so, a big video Corey, gamer me- when you were... Uh- I, no, I was not. And well, they, it's so interesting you mentioned that yeah. because they you they literally use Xbox game controllers to yeah. control these things. And if you are of a certain age, of which I am above, shut up. Um, <laughs> um, uh, you're not good at that, you know. Yeah, I totally get that. Actually, I'm not good at and, it either. Anyway, I'm I'm just oh my god. Told you it was a little loosey goosey. <laughs> all right, so Courtney, do me a favor and put the poll in Slack, and then we can we can let all these I'm poor people so who are on the live stream curious. go because I don't even know what we're doing here. Really I don't even know what we're doing. Here we go. Oh, right. the, the suspense anyway. is killing me. I, you and me both. What? Though, and I don't even. I haven't even. What? Look at Wait, this. Did you see it? Already? Yeah, you see it. What on the Wait. Slack? Oh my God! What? No, hold on, Jesus. All right, I'm gonna announce it. If you don't. It's All right, go ahead. no, go ahead. You go. Half you go. full wins, sixty-two percent. Half empty, thirty-seven percent. Wow. What? I am wow. actually a bit surprised. Well, look, I mean, it's convenient. It keeps cars off the road. It gets you your food in a reasonable amount of time. I mean, yeah. it kind of makes sense. I, I, I will also point out, and I, I realize I did this a couple of weeks ago. There are two hundred and something people on this live stream, and only one hundred and forty-six of you voted. What are you doing? There's some slackers there. Those are all, the that's people all, who didn't vote are probably also the people who don't donate. You know, oh <laughs> man, oh my god, you gotta pony up, you know. You um, pony up. The studio isn't free. <laughs> oh man, my See, studio. This is it's the my Sherry studio. Acting up, yeah. Jake. Get <clears throat> us out of here. <laughs> Jake's probably sitting there going, "What in the hell?" You guys didn't wait. We're in. done. You oh, we didn't, didn't. Oh, we didn't wait. Well, I think we did. I think we did. Drew's like, no, no, no. I think we did. I got it. Come I'm on, I gotta have some gets rules food. in here. <laughs> Drew, I mean, I mean, Nova, what do you think? Wait, wait for what? <laughs> Are you half full or half empty oh, on the little robot? Oh, oh, yes. oh, I'm half empty. You can't give the audience crap for not voting. I am half empty <laughs> on the robot. How are you possibly half empty? Really? They clutter up the neighborhoods just like those. Silly, like looms and lime things, and those scooters. Also, it's like children's also, toys all over the place. Give me a break. Also, also hey, you kids, get off! Get my off lawn. my lawn! Thank you. No, oh, they, they clutter up God. the. They clutter. They're oh. ugly, and they clutter up the neighborhoods. And I think there is something to be said for aesthetics and peace and quiet and yeah. harmony and humans being on the sidewalk and not machines. I, I'm, I'm not. I with, admire with a person who takes a stand. <laughs> I, 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 they, I have nothing else to if say. If they figure out how to do it better, maybe I'll reconsider. But that is my stance, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. 
Nova South. <laughs> we right. are done for today. Nova, you are unbelievable. You're very good at this. You are very, very good that. at this. Sabri is in on Monday because Nova's got better things to do with his time. <laughs> in the meanwhile, keep the comments coming. Voicemail 508 you be smart. Email me at Mar- or email anybody actually on this podcast at make me smart at marketplace.org. We will get you on the pod, I promise. Also, wow, thank you for sticking around on this one. Holy cow. Whew. Holy bejesus. I don't even know what's going on. I think on we here. did great. It's, it's that thing where you lose control of your own podcast. Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Berg. Secret Today's episode was engineered by Jake Cherry. Our intern is Neil Farshabandi. Drew Jostad wrote the theme for Jostad, sorry, wrote the theme music for our game Half Full and Half Empty. And the team behind Half Full, Half Empty is Emily McCune and Antoinette Brock. Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer. Bridget Bodnar is the director of podcasts. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital and on demand. And they're all oh amazing my people. Lord. They are all amazing people. They really are. They all are, except for the two of us. We just get to <laughs> talking to the microphone. We're jerks. Easiest job <laughs> on the show. That's what I always tell people. Oh, my goodness. We got through it. <laughs>